I'm so honored to be called off the bench today to fill in for our senior pastor. And with that, I know that he has just concluded a series of sermons by which he led us through the first three chapters in the book of Revelation, where we were able to study the seven letters to the seven churches in Asia Minor. And so with that, I want to continue on with this thought in the book of Revelation and go to Revelation, the fourth chapter, Revelation chapter four. And uh, we'll, we'll read the first two verses today to get us started. It's only 11 verses, guys, okay? Just go back and read all 11. I would, I would read all 11, but I don't want to lose some of you before we get started today. Revelation chapter 4, verses 1 through 2, I have the New Living Translation, but as long as you have a Bible, you should be all right. When you have it, could you please say amen? amen. New Living Translation, verse 1 of Revelation 4 says, Then as I looked, I saw a door standing open in heaven, and the same voice I heard before spoke to me like a trumpet blast. And the voice said, come up here, and I will show you what must happen after this. And instantly I was in the spirit, and I saw a throne in heaven and someone sitting on it. Verse 1 says, then I looked and I saw a door standing open in heaven. And the same voice I heard before spoke to me like a trumpet blast, and a voice said, come up here. I want to speak from this thought, it's time to level up. Can y'all help me preach? Wake the person up sitting next to you and tell them it's time to level up. It's time to level up. Find somebody else to wake up and tell them you've been down too long. It's time to level up. I pulled up at a gas station just this past week and as I got closer to the door, there was a sign on the door that read, sorry, we're closed. And right next to that sign was a document that had been printed out that said the reason why we are closed, we are experiencing a temporary close to upgrade our system. They closed down the store to upgrade the system. They were willing to miss out on money to be made. They were willing to miss out on customer experience. They were willing to miss out on even gaining new customers that day because their priority was a system reset, was a system upgrade. And they thought that it would be better to shut everything down in order to upgrade. And it dawned on me that oftentimes that is how God works in your life and in mine. What it seems as if Life has gotten the best of us. It seems as if folk have turned their back on us. It seems as if we are experiencing devastation and issues and problems. And maybe that God has shut some things down in your life so that you can experience an upgrade. Oftentimes, that's how God works. Does it, is it not that it seems as if we have, are experiencing loneliness or it seems as if Things aren't working out for us. It seems as if doors have been closed in our face. And it may be not just rejection. It may be the fact that God has shut some things down 
so that you can experience an upgrade, so that you can level up with your faith in God, level up with the things of God, level up in your devotion with God. God oftentimes shuts things around us so that we can experience an upgrade with him. Y'all don't believe me, I'm gonna prove it to you. I brought some evidence today. The homie Jacob would testify that oftentimes God will shut some things down to level us up. You remember Jacob, the trickster in the Old Testament. He's about to reunite with his brother, and he thought that his brother was going to try to kill him because Jacob was used to trick on his brother, lie on his brother to his brother. He was a trickster to the point where he thought that his relationship with his brother had been had been uh, uh, killed. And, 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 and as, as he was getting ready to reunite with his brother, he thought that his brother was about to kill him. So he sent his family ahead of him. He sent some flocks ahead of him. He sent animals and riches all ahead of him so that he can soothe the entry with his brother because he thought, well, if my brother sees my niece, his nieces and his nephews, then maybe he will forget about the past that we had. And so he sent all his family up in order to meet his brother. And now Jacob is at the crib by himself. No crying babies. Hallelujah to the lamb. There's no spouses. There's no servants. There's nobody at the house. It's just Jacob all by himself. And in a moment of isolation, when everything was shut down, that's when an angel showed up and Jacob began to wrestle with God. And in the midst of his isolation, when everything was shut down, by the time he got done wrestling with God, Jacob walked away with a new walk, homie had a new name, all because he was willing to go through a season of isolation. He was allowing God to shut some things down in his life so that he can experience an upgrade, so that he can level up with God. Ain't that how God works? Was it not Jonah who was swallowed by that big fish all by himself because he was disobedient to the plan and the purpose and the assignment that God had on his life? So God said, I'm going to catch you with tension and I'm gonna have a big well of a situation swallow you up and so that in that moment of isolation in that moment of him being socially quarantined by himself that's when God was able to use uh, Jonah to the point where that situation spit him back up at the place where God needed him to be in the first place because God oftentimes will shut some things down in order to level us up. Ain't that funny? Ain't that how Peter experienced God in the New Testament when Peter was out on the boat with his homies and they thought they saw a ghost walking on water and Jesus said, I ain't no ghost, I'm me. I am that I am. And it was Jesus that was walking on water. Pete said, well, bro, if it's you, call me out there with you. And Jesus said, all right, come on out here, Peter. And Peter leaves the boat. He leaves his boy behind. He is in the middle of a storm and he is doing the impossible. Why? Because he is by himself, Connected from the homies, out from his comfort zone, and in the middle of a storm, he's doing the impossible. He is walking like Jesus in the middle of a storm because Jesus says, I can finally do the impossible with you when I separate you, when I isolate you, when I shut some things down, that's when you can level up. And I wanted to bring that up this morning because I have a sneaky suspicion that God is seeking to upgrade us. God is seeking to elevate us. But the problem is, many of us are so scary of isolation, we can't experience God on a whole nother level. We can't even go down the street without our music and podcasts playing. We can't even go to sleep 
at night without binge watching some crazy show. We can't even be at home by ourselves without inviting company over. Why? Because I'm afraid of isolation. I don't want to be by myself. Baby, don't you know that you are missing out on God using you on a whole nother level? God says it is in your moment of isolation that I can bring about some revelation. And many of us are missing out on what God is seeking to give us all because we don't want to experience being by ourselves. But the God we serve is a God that will shut everything down in order to level us up. Tell somebody it's time to level up. God is looking to bring your prayer life to another level. God is looking to bring your relationship with him to another level. God is looking to bring your connection and commitment to church to a whole nother level. And sometimes God has to do it when he shuts some things down. And that's what we see in the book of Revelation. Pastor Johnson has already made it clear that John the Revelator is on the island of Patmos. He's not on the island because he's experiencing a vacation. He's on the island because of persecution. He's in prison. He's in bondage. He's in exile, all because he was preaching the testimony of Jesus Christ. He was preaching the gospel. And because he was preaching the Christian message in the Roman Empire, he found himself being a threat to the empire, to, 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 what, to what Rome was doing. And now, as a result, he finds himself in isolation, in devastation. He's facing trials of many kind. He is in the midst of a terrible situation, all because of his commitment to the kingdom of God. And not only was John dealing with trials and tribulations, but the church is going through. Pastor has already laid out for us that the first three book, the first three chapters in the book of Revelation has been talking about and dealing with the church. And it is in the moment of devastation and isolation that John experiences an upgrade. It's in the moment of pain and agony that John was able to level up. It's in the moment of issues and trials and all of these things that are going on against him that John was able to see God on a whole nother level. Can I help somebody understand something that oftentimes is not just our isolation, but it is our devastation that we endure that qualifies us to go to a whole nother level with God. That's when God is able to take you from faith to faith and from glory to glory. When you show God that you are willing to endure the trials and the tribulations that we face in this life, Jesus puts it like this, in this life you shall have tribulation, but it is in our tribulation where God can take us on a whole nother level. I was reminded of this. I'm not a big video game player. I mean, I play Madden in between changing diapers. I love daddy daycare when I'm at the crib by myself. Don't tell my wife, but I just be playing Madden and let the boys do what they do. And so they, I play Madden, but I'm reminded when I was much younger, I, I, I didn't play Madden like that. I was a Mario player. That, that was back when we only had the Nintendo and I was playing Mario on the Nintendo. And I remember the storyline of Mario, the whole objective of Mario was for Mario to go and defeat Bowser, who was this dragon type character because he had kidnapped the princess. He had kidnapped Mario's bay, And so now Mario got to go and rescue his bay from this dragon looking thing, right? And so each level that Mario goes on, he gets closer and closer to his ultimate goal. And it dawned on me that the higher the level goes, the more difficult the game becomes. But if you can accomplish the level, it'll give you skills and it'll give you knowledge to help get to the next level and ultimately get the victory. It gets difficult with each level that you go on. And it dawned on me, that's not just 
because with Mario, that's with everyday life. That's with life. The higher you go with God, the higher you go in school, the higher you go in relationship, the higher you go in business, the more difficult life becomes. But we serve a God that will take you from faith to faith and from glory to glory and give you the strength that you need on each level to get to the destiny that God has for you. God is seeking to elevate us. God is seeking to upgrade us. God is seeking for us to experience a level up. And oftentimes it happens in moments of isolation and in devastation. But John helps us out because John says, it's in my moment of isolation that I seen Jesus, that I heard from Jesus, that I begin to do for Jesus. Chapter one, John says, I was in exile, but I saw Jesus. His skin was like bronze. His eyes were like flaming fire. I was in exile, but not only did I see Jesus, but I heard Jesus' voice and his voice sound like a trumpet blast. And his voice gave me an assignment, a task, a purpose in life. And John in chapter one helps us because not only did he see and hear Jesus, but he began to do for Jesus. He began to write to the seven churches in Asia Minor all while he was going through persecution. All while he was in exile, he was experiencing God. But now by the time we get to chapter four, chapter four opens up with, with John looking up and the heavens have opened up. He said, I see a door in heaven and the door has opened up. There was two opportunities in the book of Revelation where heaven opens up. This is the first time in chapter four. He sees Jesus one way in John chapter one. He sees him in a whole nother way in John chapter four. He took his perspective, his encounter, his experience with God on a whole nother level. How was John able to experience God on a whole nother level even while in bondage, even while in exile, even while facing social injustice and persecution? John was able to experience God on a whole nother level because he was in the right position. Notice what John says. John says, I was in the spirit. I really love that phrase. I was in the spirit. In John chapter one, John says, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. In John chapter four, we see it again. He was in the spirit. He's in exile, but he's still in the spirit. He's in bondage, but he's still in the spirit. He's facing social persecution and oppression, but homie is still in the spirit. And because he's still in the spirit, he's in right position for God to elevate him, for God to level him up, for God to to take him on a whole nother level because he didn't allow the persecution that he was in push him out of the position that God was looking to elevate him in. Don't allow your pain to get you out of position. Don't allow the issues that you face to get you out of position. Don't allow the social injustices that we see to get us out of the position. John says, I was in the spirit. I love it because he ain't churchy like us. You know what I mean? Church folks say, I caught the spirit. I felt the spirit. John didn't say, I caught the spirit. John didn't say, I felt the spirit. John says, I was in the spirit. Because some of us, when we say we caught the spirit, it implies that we let go of the spirit when church is over. Or I felt the spirit, church is over. I don't feel the spirit no more. John says, no, I didn't catch the spirit. I didn't feel the spirit. I'm in the spirit. 
And because I am in the spirit, even though I am experiencing exile, I can still encounter God on a whole nother level, regardless of my crazy surroundings, because I remain in the spirit. I'm in the right position. I, I, I don't just come to church and hope that the choir see my favorite song so I can feel the spirit. But when the choir get done singing, I can still leave out of here and operate in the spirit. I don't just come to church and hope my preacher quotes my favorite verse so I can catch the spirit and the quickening of the spirit. No, I'm going to walk out of here and walk in the spirit and love in the spirit and move in the spirit and invest in the spirit. Is there anybody that understands that as long as I'm in the right position being in the spirit, that's when God can elevate me even in my exile. Um, oh, oh, headphones, Bluetooth headphones. Y'all know the Bluetooth technology. You know, I'm, I'm always on my headphones, the, the AirPods, right? And you know, the Bluetooth headphone set, it don't come with no wire, okay? You don't plug it in. There's an there's a invisible technology that you use where your headphones can connect to the source that is giving you some content. And so I'm at the crib cleaning up, believe it or not. And uh, as I'm cleaning up, I got my AirPods in and I'm listening to, oh, so I'm listening to, to pastor sermons on the seven churches in Asia Minor. And so I'm cleaning up. I got my AirPods in. I'm listening to the word. And, and you know, with the Bluetooth, you got to be connected. You got to be in right position. You got to be, you got to be around the source, close to the source so that the source can feed you what you are listening to. And so I'm, I'm, I'm surrounded. I'm, I'm, I'm by the source. I'm cleaning up. Got my ear, my AirPods in. As I'm cleaning up, I'm taking the trash out. And, and as I'm taking the trash out, the, the sound was becoming staticky. It, I, I was losing the connection because I was taking out the trash. And the further I got away from the source dealing with trash, I got to the point where I couldn't even hear the word no more because I was so disconnected from the source dealing with trash, y'all catch it in a second, that I wasn't able to hear what God was trying to feed me. Can I help somebody elevate and, and level up? Oftentimes when we seek to level up in God, we need to be in the right position. We need to get to the source that is trying to feed us the word so that we can experience the level up in God. And many of us are missing out on what God is seeking to give us because we have disconnected ourselves to the source, messing with trashy relationships, trashy people, trashy mindsets. And it's not until you put the trash down, turn around, get reconnected with God through the source of God. That's when God can take you on a whole nother level and you can level up in Jesus. Do I have a witness in this place? It's about being in the right position. Bro said, I'm in the spirit. And because I'm in the spirit, I can experience God on a whole nother level, even in my messed up surroundings that I'm in. And notice what John says. John says, I looked up, I'm in the spirit. And while I'm in the spirit, John says in verse two, I see a throne. And not only do I see a throne, but I see somebody sitting on the throne. <laughs> this is my favorite part right here, because notice what he says. He, I'm in exile. He told us in chapter one, he in exile. And the reason why I'm in exile is because Rome is on the throne. But even while I'm dealing with exile, I'm not going to allow this exile to limit my perspective of who God is. Because even though Rome is on the throne, when I elevate my perspective of who God is, I see somebody else on the throne. 
uh, he says, there's a throne on earth that is dictating racism and oppression and social injustice and false imprisonment and crucifixions. There's a throne on earth filled with corruption and evil and violence and murder. But when you elevate your perspective of who God is, you recognize that this ain't the only throne. There's another throne on a higher level and that throne ain't just sitting there looking pretty and cute, but that throne is occupied by somebody who is sitting on the throne. Sitting on the throne. Notice what he didn't say. He ain't, the person on the throne ain't pacing back and forth in front of the throne. The person ain't even praying on the throne. The, the, the person is not observing what is happening and taking notes on the throne. The person is seated on the throne. To be seated on the throne means that the job is finished. To be seated on the throne means I ain't worried about it. To be seated on the throne means I am in control of this thing. And while you are pacing back and forth uh, in your house and dealing with all the issues and problems that we face, please recognize that the chaos that is on this earth, God ain't worried about it. God ain't dealing with it. God is sitting on the throne because God recognizes that I have all the power, I am in control. And when you level up your perspective of who God is, then you understand regardless of the chaos, I still serve a God who is in control. He is seated on the throne. That speaks of power, that speaks of authority. See, you tripping because you thought that your employer had the power, but there's another throne that's higher than your employer. See, you tripping because you thought Joe Biden had all the power. There's an authority that's higher than President Joe. See, you tripping because you thought all the corrupt systems that we face has all the power and authority. Now, don't even worry about it because when you level up your perspective of who God is in the midst of your predicament, then you recognize that God is in control and he's behind the scenes working everything out for the good. He's on the throne. He got all the power. He got all the authority. That, 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 that reminds me of Isaiah in chapter 6. And Isaiah says that uh, in the year that King Isaiah died, I saw the Lord sitting on the throne. <laughs> he says, in the, in, in the year that King Isaiah died, I saw the Lord sitting on the throne. When King Isaiah died, that's when chaos ensued. That's when problems set in. When King Isaiah died, that's when frustration of, of not having a king and all the nations begin to go in chaos when the king was no longer on the throne. But Isaiah says when King Isaiah exited his throne through death, I saw another throne that was occupied by the one who's still in control. And he was able to experience who had all the authority, even in the midst of the chaos that was in his situation. Okay, your neighbor's still asleep. I'm working too hard. Uh, oh, I'm the oldest of four boys. I'm the oldest of four. And um, Pastor Johnson, he's my father. I'm the oldest. The youngest is Josiah, KJ. He was a preemie when he was born. Now, he the biggest one in the family. And, uh, and I remember growing up at, uh, at, my, at my parents' house, me and KJ, we like 10 years apart. And so there would be moments where I'm playing with my other brothers and, and he, he'll come out, we try to play outside, we hooping or something. And he say, yo, can I have a shot? Can I play? And we the older brothers, no, you can't play. We not, whatever you trying to play, we not playing that right now. We playing our own game and you can't play. And now little bro, you know, he, he getting upset. 
he's crying because now he's facing a system that won't give him a shot. And he's upset. He's disappointed because his brothers won't let him play. So then he'll walk into the house and he's walking with his head down. But a few moments later, he'll walk outside with his head up. And he said, now you got to let me play. We said, no, we ain't going to let you play. He said, no, no, now you got to let me play. Why we got to let you play? Because daddy said I could play. Daddy said you got to give me a shot. Daddy said you got to give me a turn. And, and, and even young Josiah understood that you think you have the authority out here, but there's somebody who has greater authority. There's somebody who has greater power. And when I get connected to my father, my father will give me the authority I need to deal with y'all foolishness. Can I help somebody? When you go back to work tomorrow, walk in there like you a child of the king. Walk in there like you got power and authority that ain't given on earth. Because Jesus says, when you get connected, with me, I'll give you access to the throne like my father gave me access to his throne. How many of you know that regardless of the problems that you face, we serve a God who is still on the throne and he is still in control. But you got to level up your perspective. You got to level up your experience, your encounter with God. Because some of us I love John because John is seeing God on a whole nother level. See, some say that this is the same John that walked with Jesus as his disciple. Some say that this is the beloved disciple, John. And if that's the case, if we could follow the trajectory of his walk with Jesus, then we see that the same way he experienced Jesus when he first met him is different in Revelation chapter 4. He, he, he's experiencing God on a whole nother level. When he first experienced Jesus, he saw Jesus as feeding the hungry and clothing, clothing the naked and giving sight to the blind and teaching and preaching. This is a whole nother Jesus. This is different than the Jesus that he saw die on the cross for our sins and buried in the grave. This is a whole nother Jesus on a whole nother level because John has leveled up his theology and who God is. He's leveled up his perspective of who God is. He's leveled up his encounter of who God is. If you're still experiencing God on a whole nother level, on the, on the same level than you were experiencing when you graduated from Sunday school 30 years ago, tell somebody you need to level up. If you're still experiencing God on the same level that you were experiencing pre-pandemic, tell somebody you need to level up. Don't waste a pandemic. We only get only so many of these. God says you got to level up your understanding of who God is. At some point, you got to move beyond that verse a day and level up. You got to level up in your prayer life. You got to level up in your participation of, of being involved in the church. You got to level up in your giving and in your sacrifice. God is looking to level you up so that you can experience all that God has for you, but you got to be in position to let it happen. And John was in position to the point where he was able to level up in his encounter with God. He was able to level up in his perspective of God. He saw God on the throne. But here's the last thing. He was able to level up in his worship of God. I said he was able to level up in his worship of God. He's, he's, he's in exile. He's socially quarantined. He's by himself. He's dealing with social injustice. The, the church is going through. Rome is on the throne, but he levels up. And in his vision of who God is, I ain't read it to you. It's only 11 verses. But when you get a chance to read it, you'll see the creativity of John. 
you'll see the imagery of John. You'll see John talk about that throne and how beautiful that throne was and how it sat in glory surrounded by 24 elders and how, and how all these, the, the jury and the colors began to, to, to reflect from the throne and the thunder and the lightning that was being brought from the throne speaks of the power. And then he talks about the lights that were lit around the throne that represents the sevenfold spirits of God. And then he talked about these, these heavenly creatures that emerged in glory. One had a face of an ox, another one had a face of an eagle, another one had a face of a lion, another one had a face of a human being and when you read all that you you it, it will turn you away because it seems as if I gotta have a PhD in this to understand what he's saying I don't understand what does it mean for an ox and a lion with that face to show up what does it mean for the 24 elders to show up I ain't gonna give you the code you gotta go back and check it out yourself but here's what I love about God that sometimes there are some things about God that we don't understand and are you okay with not knowing everything about your God? See, some folk want to outthink God. Some folk want to explain God. Some folk want to logistically write down what God is doing. And, well, God wouldn't do that. I don't think God would operate like that. Why would God do that? See, there are some things about God that we don't understand. And are you okay with not knowing everything about God? But even though, I don't, even though there are some moments where I don't understand God as God, I can still have faith to trust God as my father. I ain't say that. Pastor Johnson said that. That oftentimes life throw some things at us that we don't understand about who God is but even though I don't understand God as God I can still trust God as father but here is what the book of Revelation is teaching us regardless of the ox and the lion and the eagle and the 24 elders notice what is happening in glory see John is is visioning this thing and he is seeing a worship service take place on a whole nother level he is seeing a worship encounter a worship experience experience going on on a whole nother level even with all the mystical creatures and with the 24 elders everybody who is in this space has their attention on the one who is on the throne everybody who showed up to church and worship service that day all their attention is on the one who is in control John is teaching us that this is how our worship should be this is how we ought to come into the presence of God with all of these different backgrounds Grounds, with all of these people of positions, with all of these different educational levels, when all of us come into the presence of God, all of us should have our focus on the one who is on the throne. That's what true worship is. The Bible says that the elders took off their crowns and began to bow before the throne. They put themselves aside to worship the one who was on the throne. They put their differences aside to give the one who is worthy of the praise all the glory and all the honor they were they didn't care about what was going on but they took their time to level up in worship John is worshiping even in exile he is worshiping even through social injustice he is worshiping even in the midst of his oppression he is worshiping even while the church is going through that's how you know you have elevated in your worship that regardless of the pain that I face I won't allow my pain to 
get in the way of my praise. I won't allow my worries to get in the way of my worship because the same God that led me to the pain is the same God that is worthy to be praised regardless of the issues that I face. Tell somebody, level up. I had to catch my breath. I'm done now. But, 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 but here's what I want to help somebody to understand. Because maybe, maybe somebody's in the room today and, and, you know, you haven't given your life to Christ yet. You haven't, com- you haven't committed a hope in, in Christ. You haven't received the free gift of salvation. Or maybe you have. And you've yet to join the church or you've yet to, to connect with Eastern Star Church. You've yet to, to connect with the body of Christ. Or maybe you've done that too. Like the people in, in the book of Revelation of who this is written to, this was people who were already saved and connected to the church. And John still had to remind them that there was something else that is going on on a whole nother level. Maybe it teaches us that regardless of what level you find yourself on with God, there's still room for you to level up. I don't know what level that you're on right now. I don't know how long you've been in church. I don't know if you've accepted Christ as your personal Lord and Savior or not. But I do know that whatever level you find yourself on, there's still space for you to level up. And John couldn't level up until Jesus said, come up here. There are certain levels that only Jesus can give us access to. Sometimes your education, your relationship, your experiences won't do it. It takes Christ to do it. And our level up with God begins with a relationship with Christ. Some of us have been looking for peace and love and healing and direction The problem is we're looking at it on the wrong level. Look to God, and God has a way of leveling you up. I'm done with this. Um, um, This just happened not too long ago. You know, I I set up um, daddy daycare at the house, and um, it's just me and my younger boys. And and Jeffrey Allen, he's three. Jeremiah, he's one. And they both would sleep at the same time. So, see, I got a couple witnesses that know what that means. So I'm handling my business, they both sleep, and then all of a sudden, I hear crying coming from downstairs. And I'm tripping out, I'm like, man, I thought they were asleep, I know it's about to be wake-up call here soon, but there's somebody crying downstairs, and it turned out it was, it was Jeffrey Allen, J3. He's crying downstairs. And I'm like, son, what's going on, why are you crying? He said, daddy, where are you? I said, I'm upstairs, I was looking for you. Well, the problem was he was looking for his father on the wrong level. I was on the second level, I was upstairs, but his search was limited to, to that low down level. But notice what I did, I didn't, I didn't wait until, until he got himself together. He's too immature to do that. I left that upstairs where I was and went down to where he is in order to give him the compassion and the direction that he needed. In the book of Revelation, heaven's op- heaven opens up two times. The first time in Revelation chapter 4, John experiences heaven. John goes up to heaven. The second time in Revelation chapter 19, this time when heaven opens up, Jesus is riding on a cloud, entering onto earth. Here's what Jesus is saying. Jesus is saying, as you are looking for me in the midst of your chaos, on that low down level you're on, with all the issues that we face, he said, just cry out to me by faith. And the God we serve oftentimes don't have to wait for you to get it together because we ain't going to get it together ourselves. But God has a way of showing up to where we are to give us the healing and the direction and the peace that we need. 
Is there anybody in the room that's experienced the level up with Jesus Christ? Christ came from heaven to earth to show us the way. From the earth to the cross, my debt he paid. From the cross to the grave, from the grave to the sky, somebody ought to lift his name on high because what a mighty God we serve. Let us stand.